to literally going gun to gun with her. Hand to hand, mouth to hand, to fingers mm-hmm. in the mouth, to pff, gone. Outbreak Day. I almost didn't do it, but then I decided. Welcome to the Geek Squared Show, the show where we talk about the things that we talk about. My name's Emma. I'm Tilly. If you're confused, Outbreak Day is September 26, 2013, and that is the date that the Cordyceps brain infection hit the city of Austin, Texas, kicking off the journey of Joel, his daughter Sarah, and his brother Tommy. It was a short-lived journey for one of these people, but no spoilers yet. We're talking about The Last of Us. If you haven't played The Last of Us from here on out, major major spoilers there's a lot that happens in these games it's basically the game of thrones of video games a lot of people <laughs> die you get a lot of ta- you get attached to a lot of people they freaking die so yeah. if you haven't played the games and it's something that's on your radar because they did recently remake the game for ps5 and pc don't listen stop listening right now if you are afraid of any kind of spoilers on this game so yes outbreak day september 26 kicked off the journey of joel his daughter sarah his brother tommy unfortunately sarah's journey got cut very short real short and that just just kicked off the events of probably the most heart-wrenching but also heartwarming video game series that I have ever played. Okay, before we even continue, I want to make it clear that Emma has played these games through and through. Multiple times. I believe I have played one sitting of Last of Us 1. Mm-hmm. You got through quite a bit of it, though. I do remember. Uh, with guidance from Emma. Yes. Now, The Last of Us 2, I sat through watching the entire thing while Emma played. Uh, I refused to play that game. I don't blame you. It's terrifying. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't survive. (laughs) I went back to it last night very briefly, so I regained the sense of the games while we were discussing it today. And they are terrifying, particularly the second one. The second one, they really amped up scariness. I don't want to call it a horror game because it is an action-adventure game, but it's scary. It's a horror game. It's (laughs) scary A. So if you don't know what we're talking about when we say The Last of Us, it is a game developed by Naughty Dog in 2013. It was available on PS3. It's been remastered for PS4. It's been completely remade for PS5 and it was released earlier this month and it has debuted on PC. That's just the first game. Players control Joel, a smuggler tasked with escorting teen girl Ellie across post-apocalyptic USA in hopes that she will provide a cure for the cordyceps infection that turns people into kind of zombies, but they are the scary kind of zombies, not the shambling ones, although some are called shamblers. They run. They run. They have sonar. Sometimes they mutate. It's scary. The fact that they have literal sonar. Yeah. I'm so out. they don't see. Like I'm so far out <laughs> that I'm beyond out. <laughs> so to finish my my synopsis of the game, why is Joel taking Ellie across the country? He's taking them to a group called the Fireflies who have a bunch of resources to, you know, continue medical research on this infection. And Ellie is immune to the infection. So cordyceps are, uh, it's a fungus. By the way, a real life earth fungus. Yes, a real fungus. um, (laughs) It was found in ants. What it does to ants is it will make that ant go back to its hot, or colony rather. The ants, because it's an internal fungus, won't detect the fungus that's in them. Until? Until the ant dies and the spore comes out of its brain, releases spores and kills millions of ants in days. Yes. (laughs) 
So that being said, in the game, people get bit. The fungus can also mature to the point where it kills its host and blossoms like a mushroom. And gives off spores. If inhaled, you're frigged. <laughs> you're frigged. You get the, the cordyceps infection. So over the uh, duration of when you are freshly bit and a runner, what they called, and when you are a dead host just lying in the corner with spores coming out of you. Or there are a few mutations that you can be unfortunate enough to mutate to along the way. Some of which are clickers, which are the most common and also one of the most scary. Upfront terrifying just because of the way they look. <laughs> clickers are when the fungus begins to erupt from the host's head, covers the eyes, and then clickers eventually gain some kind of sonar ability. They click with their tongue like and they they scream. Uh, horrifyingly. <laughs> when they start running, terrifying. Yeah, and um, that's how they get around. And if they detect that there is something out of the ordinary, they will run towards it. There's also stalkers. They are my least favorite. They hide. I... <laughs> if you guys know what a hide behind is, that's basically what they Frickin are. Freaking goodbye. <laughs> Freaking goodbye. There's also shamblers, which are absolutely bloated with infection. I would argue those are less scary. Yeah, they're just really, the they're, they're the tanks. They're the tanks. Yeah. There's also bloaters. <laughs> which are also disgusting. <laughs> In the second one, there's also the Rat King, who is about 12, maybe, hosts. 12 bodies Something all like fused together. A lot. Too many, frankly. Into this <laughs> horrifying monster. So those are just the scary bits. That's not even the scary bits. That's just the scary things that contribute to the bits. <laughs> those are some scary components of the game. Before we go any further, content warning, this game is rated M. It depicts a very brutal post-apocalyptic world, and we will likely be mentioning many of the events that happen throughout this story, which could involve body horror, cannibalism, pedophilia, homophobia, transphobia, suicide, and torture. If you find any of these things that I've just listed potentially triggering, maybe this episode isn't for you. If you're having an upsetting day and you think maybe this could make it worse, maybe save it for tomorrow. Maybe save it for the next day. If you get part of the way through this episode and you decide, hey, this isn't for me, that's also fine. Not listening to this episode for your own safety does not make you any less of a geek exponent. Continuing The Last of Us journey, in 2014, Sony launched a DLC called Left Behind. And then in 2020, The Last of Us Part 2 was released on PS4, PS5, which furthers the story with the players controlling multiple characters in this fleshed out world, mainly focusing on Ellie. And it has you playing Abby, one of the new characters as well. And now there is an HBO series based on the first game set to release early 2023, which we'll talk about towards the end, I feel. Okay. okay I was it, about to go off on the cast. Yeah, it's the one to be be excited about so we won't say anything about it now but we'll, we'll get to it eventually so why are we even doing an episode on this game because it's outbreak day if it weren't outbreak day we'd probably still do an episode <laughs> yeah. on this game because it changed the game for video games what really set the last of us apart from the herd and this goes for uncharted too because naughty dog worked on both of them simultaneously mm -hmm. they both changed the game particularly the last of us because it felt so real like it created this world that felt yeah. deep and dark Especially and scary. The one. Yeah. The Last of Us really bumped up video game narratives in general. Yes. They felt more like movies. You watched me play both of The Last of Us games as if they were movies. Did you feel that, bored at all? No, no. <laughs> you couldn't. Fact, there was no time. Yeah. Like if I was <laughs> bored for even a second and let my guard down, like I was instant heart attack. <laughs> Um, but I feel like that's why, like, I don't know. I, I feel like they made the wrong choice in doing Uncharted as a movie, mm, right? Because, like, I feel like because of, A, these games are not short. So the fact that they're doing Last of Us as a series, that plays into the fact that it is much more, like, storytelling-based. And, like, that's yeah. why the, the story of The Last of Us and the world building is so 
so in depth. Yeah, there's so many hours of each game. Yeah. They are long. But then also like getting into the world building you were talking about. This game was released at a time where world building was the thing. Yes. The games were measured by the sweeping landscapes and like how far you could see the mountains, the sky. The Whereas, amount of polygons you have in yeah. your graphics. <laughs> Whereas The Last of Us flipped that on its head because it created this very claustrophobic, very dark world. But it still looked incredible. I feel like too, because you get day and night. Yeah, there's a lot of contrast. I mean, yeah, in everything. And it just looked amazing. Like the second one looked even more amazing. The water's nice you yeah. get the a lot of views of the ocean mm -hmm. there's also a lot of swimming involved yes. so there's and there's a whole uh aquarium mm -hmm. there's a lot of focus on water even like uh, the also yeah green the greenery shrubbery and trees yeah for are a, immaculate for a game that is so claustrophobic and dark and focuses on making you feel that claustrophobia it slaps nature right into your brain it does <laughs> like, it's so interesting how they created that contradiction and how it works so well. That just supports the narrative of the story. Like there are parts where it feels it feels very dark. It feels very hopeless. And then there's a beacon of light somewhere. Every time there's a, a big transition like that where it's like, oh, happy moment with a giraffe. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, best moment of any game, period. <laughs> they freaking flip the switch and you're like, damn, you naughty dog. <laughs> you a naughty dog. You play with my emotions. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> and then another thing that supports that, creating those moments, is that they implemented motion capture in a way that had never been done before for a video game. They treated this as if it were a movie. A movie. Uncharted 1 and 2 set the groundwork and The Last of Us was able to just fall into that mm -hmm. and continue to and build. It. Yeah. And for, for those who don't know, I mean, if you would like to delve into this a little bit and see some behind the scenes footage from The Last of Us and Uncharted, it's really cool to see. The cast acted out every part of the game in motion capture suits as if they were on a set making a movie, but it was just a bunch of gym equipment, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like gymnastics equipment. And, yeah. Mats yeah. and like boxes yeah. and stuff. But still that elevated the storytelling astronomically because it gave the games a human element because everyone was interacting with each other. Like there's a lot of travel in this game. And if they were in a car on a horse, even reaching back to grab something, the way you would talk when you're reaching back to, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Or like when you're grappling with somebody and you're trying to tell somebody yes, something yeah. and you're like, it felt so real. Especially, like, like you said, like the reaching behind, like mm -hmm. the grappling, the interaction, but the face motion capture, mm -hmm. especially with the a game that's so character based. Yeah, it, it wasn't anything new. I mean, we've been seeing that since Toy Story. Yeah, but they um, implemented it. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that being said, it wouldn't have been even possible without the amazing cast. Like mm -hmm. everybody knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. Troy Baker is Joel. He's just a master of his craft. Every video game he's been in, he's amazing. And then he's paired with Ashley Johnson, who was Ellie, who also knocked it out of the park. The chemistry yeah. between them is immaculate. It's just, it's it's heavy. <laughs> it is. I feel, well, would you say that the relationship between Joel and Ellie is heavier in the first one or the second one? That's really, really hard. I want to say that their dynamic changes because Joel at first sees her as Sarah, who has died. And there's a certain detachment from her because he's like, I can't deal with this. Like, he never dealt with it. He is traumatized. Mm -hmm. But fair at the enough. same time, yeah, fair enough. But at the same time, he does feel an attachment. It's filling a hole that's yeah, it's filling been a empty hole. for a while. Exactly. And then they get to the part where I, I actually just played through this last night, so it's very fresh, where Ellie says to him, I'm not Sarah. That was hard yeah, to yeah. sit through. <laughs> and it's, it's at a point where Joel was very, very close to handing her off to his brother Tommy to take her to the Fireflies because he just couldn't deal with the pressure anymore of, of constantly being afraid of losing her. 
she is confronting him about the whole situation when she finds out that that was his plan. She's like, everybody I know has either left me or died, except for you. Don't pretend that you're doing this because it will keep me safe because you're doing it for you. Yo, Ellie is the best Ellie- character. <gasps> Ellie, I don't know. I don't know who gave her the right <laughs> to be so awesome. And then in the second one, we see them at a very turbulent time in their relationship. It's not really clear what happened. Ellie knows that he took her from the fireflies mm-hmm. when she was supposed to save the world. And she doesn't really know why. She goes back to the fireflies base at the hospital, finds out the truth, finds out that he murdered everybody in cold blood to get to her because... Yo. Marlene told him the only way to continue their research was for Ellie to die. They needed to kill the host. And he just murdered everybody. And then Ellie doesn't really know why. She doesn't know what happened. She just wakes up in a car. Um, so she finds out the truth. She goes back to the hospital as as she gets older and wants to know. And then it creates this whole rift between them because he lied to her for so many years about the thing that brought them together and created their bond. And so we meet them in game two at that point where they are apart, essentially. And then there's this event that occurs where Joel steps up for Ellie. She says, no, I didn't want you to do that. It leads to this very necessary conversation that they have to solidify their relationship, which happens approximately one day before he is killed. Straight up murdered in front of Ellie. Uh, Like brutalized. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 All that is a very long way of saying that their relationship is ever changing. I think to answer your question, yes, it is more intense and stronger in the second one because of that buildup. But seeing the beginning of it in the first one, that feels almost equally as strong because it's the beginning. The the moment that I was like, oh, Joel really cares for this girl. And Ellie also really trusts Joel was the scene where Ellie's like, I can't swim. And then he just grabs a pallet. And <laughs> yeah, like, well, he's like, whatever else. Float around, yeah. <laughs> But then in the second one, she's swimming. She's swimming. She's swimming. You find out that he did teach her how to swim because he literally pushes her in the water. You as a player, knowing that she can't swim, are like, what? But then she swims and they have a conversation about it. He's like, remember to use your legs. Remember to keep your head above the water. Yeah. They, the way they play with time mm-hmm. and like cut back or cutbacks. Uh, <laughs> Flashbacks. Thank you. <laughs> cutbacks. <laughs> there's the obvious things that you can have, like those scenes where it's like, swear to me, or like yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. But then there's also those little nuances that are like, oh, this is what builds that mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. really beyond circumstance bond. That whole flashback was one of them where it's her birthday, it's Ellie's birthday, mm-hmm. and they and just go, going. They go to the museum and they do the whole blast off to the moon thing. Yeah. God, yeah. 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 She mentions that she wanted to be an astronaut in the first one. Mm-hmm. And then brains get splattered. Right off the bat, I was a little unimpressed with the story of Abby, but it very quickly yeah. ramped right up and, and I would say was equally as exciting to watch as... Well, I feel like that was the intention because the game had you playing as Abby. Who the hell is this, mm-hmm. right? She's just like walking around in the snow and then she kills Joel. Bing bong. <laughs> and then the game continues to make you play as Abby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is the most brutal thing. And then at the end of the game... You spare Abby. <laughs> As a player, you go on this journey as well. You are so immersed in the game that something as simple as like the basis of the game, killing zombies and killing people, at the beginning, it feels disgusting. By the end of the first game, you're running through that hospital like, pa, 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 gotta get to Ellie, you know? Like, no mercy, zero. <laughs> and then Joel dies. And then it's like, oh, I'm gonna burn the world to Yeah, that and then earth. it's like, like, lights out, everybody's dead. Flips over, get in the boat and go. Like, get in the boat, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it definitely challenges you morally mm-hmm. at every turn. Like, I would argue at the end of part two, by the end of part two, I should say, Ellie is the villain of that game. That's... A tough argument to have. (laughs) But like the fact that it's an argument Mm -hmm. says a lot. That is very hard to sit with. You went from being the protector of this character to playing as this character. To literally going gun to gun with her. 
hand to hand, mouth to hand, to fingers mm-hmm. in the mouth, pff, gone. I feel like Ellie lost sight. She was a moth to a flame. That was the whole motif of the game. She literally has a moth tattooed on her arm. That was the whole motif of that game is that, oh, my brain just went, <laughs> my brain just went, <laughs> my brain just opened up because both of these games deal with grief, but they deal with them in two very different ways. Joel is at the point in the first one where he is, he bottles it up and he compartmentalizes it. Whereas Ellie is at the point in the second game where she is like dealt with a bunch of stuff. She has dealt with Riley dying and she has expressed that to Joel. Joel's death really like sets her on that journey to like close herself back up. But also what is going on in her mind is not, I need to deal with Joel's death because it is hurting me. It is, I need need to kill kill Abby. Abby. Turns out that Ellie started that whole thing. I mean, was it Joel's fault? I'm I'm not, uh, whatever. (laughs) We need to get like a whiteboard and a a whole like map with strings on it to figure that out. And was what he did at the end of the game the right choice? Was saving Ellie the right choice? Who was he fulfilling? He was fulfilling himself. Is that better than the greater good? But also if she had died. For nothing. It could have been for nothing. Could have been for something. We'll Mm -hmm. never know. Mm -hmm. Was that his choice to make? Absolutely, I agree with that. 100% Joel is the villain throughout the entire series. Like, (laughs) I can't, there's no arguing that. He messes with Ellie's head Mm -hmm. from start to finish. Yeah, and it's not like he's trying. He has compartmentalized that trauma. So far, it just comes out in the worst. And I think the fact that he didn't deal with his loss carried over to Ellie. Generational trauma, and they're not even related. But can she break out of that? We saw a hint of that at the end of the second game. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Ellie still spared Abby. Well, I don't know if she would have, though, had Lev not been there. She saw Lev and she... As her. Yes. And Abby as Joel, yeah. Ellie's the same as Joel. Yes, yes. Because, I understand yeah, that. Yes. Joel saw Ellie as Sarah. Which and now then, she's projecting again. Yes. And just continuing. Although yes. I feel like Abby and Lev have a better chance of actually dealing with things. Yeah, I think... Because Lev is... Lev is so smart. Ultra big Lev brain. Lev is so <laughs> smart. I think they are going to stop this cycle of needless killing because they both suffered great loss. Yara. Yara <laughs> and Lev had to kill his own mother because of the whole Seraphite thing. And then they left because Lev is trans and Seraphites are highly religious. And then he went back and then his mom didn't accept him. So, and then he had to kill her in self-defense. That is heavy. If I may for a moment. You may. There are many, 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 many scary zombie movements. There was nothing quite as terrifying as Lev, Yara, and Abby in the forest running away from the Seraphites. Mm. Had me sweating and I wasn't <laughs> even playing. What about... Joel's upside down on the rope. That was scary as well. <laughs> in the first one, Ellie hiding from David. In the little like... In the cannibal, the winter restaurant. chapter. Yo. When that mother sucker finally died, I was like, yo, yo. <laughs> it's like I stood up. <laughs> he was, he was, Nolan North, by the way. Nathan Drake, nice. <laughs> if you can believe it. Yeah, he, he, who, he was scarier than any zombie in the first game. That was also the first time we'd seen Ellie apart from Joel. Yes, and that was scary. So that, that, was that safety net was not there. Ooh, that was a close call. Ellie freaking massacred David. And thank God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah, deserved. thank God. But like, talk about traumatic. Speaking of scary moments. You want to get into specifics here? Yeah, with that freaking one. The freaking one that literally made me go through the ceiling. Oh, are you talking about in part two when a runner came out of the bathroom stall? That one took me out. That <laughs> one was like a, a jump scare. <laughs> yeah. But there's the freaking, I think you're playing as Abby and you're like crawling oh. through like a, like there's like a wall that yeah, had like collapsed and like leaning up against another wall. And you're a little side shuffling. And then as you're about to get out on the other side, pair of hands. It's like, it's just like pure terror. And then it's the struggle and it's like, yeah. I'm out. Like I'm, I'm just out. out. I, 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 
that is the solar them stalkers. That is the one element in the game where I'm like, I don't even want to do this level. I didn't want to watch, <laughs> frankly. Like you were doing it and I was like, can I leave? <laughs> like usually I'm really concerned about survival because I'm I'm very much the my backpack is always full. I never use my health kits because there's never mm -hmm. a perfect time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Same. I do not care when it comes to Yo. those hide behind. <laughs> If I have a flamethrower, it's empty by the time I'm out of that room. Yeah, I'd set off a nuke if I could. <laughs> Put a friggin' nail bomb. Like, I don't care, bro. Uh, and then there's the Rat King. Slams through the wall. Through the ambulance. <sighs> okay. Let the cordyceps implant in my brain. I'm out. <laughs> the HBO series. Hmm. Now that we have word vomited enough about the video games, if any of that made sense, wow, we did a good job. <laughs> The HBO series, um, it's teased us twice. Two different teaser trailers have come out under five minutes long. We got a look at Bella Ramsey as Ellie, Pedro Pascal as Joel, and Nick Offerman as Bill. Nick is Offerman perfect. is Bill. That's perfect. So perfect. Yeah. The cast already. I didn't even need to hear anything. Just seeing their faces. <sighs> I, I mean, we all know that Pedro Pascal is phenomenal in mm -hmm. everything he does, so I'm not worried about that. And if Bella Ramsey is anything like she I was I am in less worried about Bella Ramsey <laughs> yeah. performing because she will. The only thing I'm worried about is that because Ashley Johnson was 29 when she started acting as Ellie, she did have that edge. So Bella Ramsey is only 18 years old. 10 years difference. But, but, but she was also on Game of Thrones yeah. and was stealing <laughs> scenes. Right. And she was the star of those scenes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She only had about three of them. So unlike uh, a certain other movie that Naughty Dog had a franchise of that we're not going to mention any names here, but, um, you know, it could, it, it was fine. It was fine. They are following the same story as the game, using a lot of the source material, even ripping lines word for word from the game. Uh, it makes me wonder, is it better to have the same script with a different interpretation or a change script with the same vibe? Because playing the games as many times as I did, I did notice different vibes from the lines that we got, the few of them. Uh, and I'm very interested to see how, how the rest of even just that scene pans out and what the overall tone is. And I, I wonder how much of the script they use. They may have pulled those few lines from the game and that's it. I, don't know, I feel like I have a fair amount of trust with it. Like until they prove that it's a flop. Which I don't think they will. Yeah. <laughs> Considering they have Pedro Pascal. Like yeah. if, if it's half as good as Mando, I'll watch it through mm -hmm. and through. We also have, and this is a huge part of the game, Gustavo Santa, Gustavo, the composer from the video games is working on the series. We got that instantly recognizable theme in the teaser already. So they're probably going to take, if not the same themes, very similar themes. Um, I should ask you, what do you hope to see from this series? As someone who has not committed them to memory, the games? I definitely hope they knock the character relations out of the park because mm -hmm. Joel and Tess was yeah. a very interesting relationship or Joel and Marlene was very like... They had an Somehow connected and like Joel and Ellie, obviously that's going to be one yeah. they home in on. So yeah. like that one's, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's a guaranteed exactly. good one. Exactly. If they don't get that right, you can say like, goodbye yeah, to this whole series. <laughs> Tom, I hope Tommy is, mm, Tommy's is important too. Uh, very important. I also hope that they get the infected, right? Like it's got to be scary. Yeah, I'm okay if we like don't see a whole lot of infected because that wasn't ever what the game was about. Exactly. It wasn't about yeah. hordes. It wasn't about yes. the fear of of the mass of zombies. It was more about the people. If you consider like Game of Thrones, look how amazing that looked. I don't think there will be an issue. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah, right? Like, yeah. like if they can pull off the Game of Thrones. And that was a show that needed some level of special effects or makeup artistry in every single episode. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one, they can have a lot more like mm -hmm. just people. I hope that as beautiful as the game was, it has aged nearly 10 years at this point. Mm -hmm. There are areas of dialogue that could have been better. I shouldn't say that. 
they were as best as they could be in 2013. We as an audience expect much more now. There are shows and movies that have raised the bar in terms of acting and drama, Game of Thrones being one of them. So the fact that they're pulling so much from the video game makes me a little bit nervous. I hope they just change enough to make it appropriate for 2023, which is when it is scheduled to come out. I also hope we see more. I don't know how many episodes there are going to be. I don't know how long each episode is going to be either because it's- I assume like an hour. Well, it's coming out on HBO Max. So they have a lot of wiggle room. Each episode could be two hours if they wanted it to be. The last season of Game of Thrones, every episode was two hours long. And there is a lot, like we have mentioned, there's a lot of gameplay. These games are so, so long. But a lot of that gameplay is scavenging, upgrading your weapons. That's true. That's true. So as much as- have to cut a lot of that. Yeah, as much as there is a lot of gameplay time, there's a lot of wiggle room where we could see additional characters maybe, more back backstory and growth to some of the characters like we could see more because we have two games now the characters that are in the first one who have survived <laughs> have been developed into the second game so we could see like more of tommy and maria because they are in the second game but they only do so much in the first game we could have more flashback moments we could see dlc content do we see ellie and riley because that seems to be necessary i feel like they're gonna have to balance between the two yeah levels of audience mm -hmm. these little things that happen in those moments where you're just like picking up bricks yeah you know like, <laughs> and bottles and like yeah like stuff like that yeah stuff. if if joel happens to pick up a brick and chuck it at a clicker's head that's enough for me joel does it and then like a few episodes later ellie's like <gasps> Yeah, yeah. Just like, it does the same like that's enough for yeah, me and like, like, fans, I don't of, to, yeah. fans of the game are gonna know that is a centrical part of the game yes. that is a tool in the game whereas like a, a casual viewer will they'll make that connection yeah. anyways but they won't understand which mm -hmm. is fine as much as I didn't want to even name the Uncharted movie they did that very well in the Uncharted movie so I hope that they do that well in this series as well I'd say in a game where there is so much narrative it's I mean easy. because of the base of the game like mm -hmm. it was begging for an adaptation yeah oh yeah 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 like it could be a movie and it, like it is literally already a YouTube movie. My there is someone God, who yeah. has made it like a four hour movie on YouTube. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we have lots to look forward to in the upcoming year. We will probably do a follow up episode so we can look forward to that. This has been the Geek Squared Show. We were all over the place as usual, but my name's Emma. I'm Dilly. And we will be back next Monday with a fresh new episode. As always, links to all of our socials are down in the description below if you would like to give us a follow or give us a shout. Also, you can find the link to our Buy Me a Coffee. To fun chaotic episodes such as this one. Such as this very much so was a chaotic episode. Have a great outbreak. Yep. <laughs> Have a great day. We have been taking a lot of breaks from recording. Yes. So there's a lot of energy pent up. That's okay. So I'm sorry. Don't apologize. From both of us. Don't apologize. To the audience. Do not apologize. If the, dis if the disarray was Listen, confusing. we don't have to be so Canadian that we apologize for our own chaos. That's why they listen. <laughs>